Welcome to Home of the Brave. Um, so it's 9-11, September 11th. Pretty early in the morning, the sun's just coming up. I slept here next to the river last night, 19 years ago. About right now, the planes hit the buildings in New York. I'm next to the Yellowstone River, about 30 miles north of Custer's Last Stand, the little bighorn battlefield. And it's a pretty big river at this point, maybe 300 yards wide, maybe 250 yards wide, and fairly deep and slow moving, no more rapids, kind of a little bit muddy. Fish are jumping a little bit. Maybe catfish coming up. I feel good. I feel better. More relaxed. More calm. Than I did a week ago. I feel different now. Already. Maybe it's being out in the country. Or maybe it's just working on a project. Or maybe it's that I'm learning something. What I'm learning is that all is not lost. You know, I stop along the road, driving along. I see a lot of U.S. flags from houses or on flagpoles out along the road. You know, sort of ostentatious displays of patriotism. And the flag, the American flags, often have Trump 2020 flags with them. So I stop and ask people who have these flags flying if they want to talk for this show. And they've all said yes. They're all up for it so far. No one's told me to go away. No one's called me bad names because I'm from the liberal media. And I tell them I am liberal. And, you know, we talk. And in talking... Um, I end up liking them. I Maybe not liking them, but I don't hate them. I'm not afraid of them. It's not what I thought in that I respect and appreciate the fact that they are willing to talk to me and they're not afraid of me to the point where, you know, they don't ask me to put on a mask. Maybe they should, but they don't. And um, we sit down and talk, and I tell them what I think, and they tell me what they think, and we do it without arguing. And what I have been feeling or experiencing is that people want to talk. They really miss the one-on-one interaction of a conversation, and, and when I leave, I feel like I've made a friend, actually. I, I've been having experiences that are surprising and unexpected. Um, because I don't dislike the people. I actually like them. And they say things that I don't agree with I think are kind of crazy. But they say it in a way that makes me think, well... There's some reason why people feel like this. There's some reason why 
uh, they can support a candidate that I just think is um, completely wrong in not so many ways. But for them, it makes sense. Where they live, the culture, the experiences they've had growing up, it makes sense to them. And so I think what I'm, one thing I'm learning is that there really is a profound difference between the country and the cities in the United States, probably maybe everywhere in the world. And it's always been like this, this city mouse and the country mouse. And I've talked about it before. Every, lots of people have talked about it before. But it's just so apparent when you get out in the countryside. It feels different. It looks different. It is different. The population density is nowhere near. Not anything. I mean, here in Montana, it's like, yeah, you know, one person every square mile would be maybe crowded out of here. And it's beautiful. I mean, it's just beautiful following the river through these. There's a riparian area along the river, like on both sides. There are trees, uh, ranchers growing hay, uh, lots of grass, lots of animals, deer, elk, antelope, cows, lots of cattle. But it's very green along the river and, and beyond, outside the riparian area, it's kind of badlands. Not really desert, but pretty dry badlands, like broken rock cliffs. And here, it's there's sandstone bluffs. The river uh, flows between these sandstone bluffs. It's beautiful. Calming, quiet, and the towns out of here, the small towns, they just don't have the social problems that the cities do. They don't experience it. They don't see it. Pretty much everybody's white. And I ask people, you know, when I talk to Trump supporters, I say, can you see it from the other side? And the people in the cities have completely different experiences growing up there. It's not the same. And they understand what I'm saying, but it's, I think it's hard to do that. Especially when you don't meet anybody, you don't see anybody, you don't have any experience with people from the other side. And then the media just is selling fear all the time. Be very afraid. Things are going to be really bad. And they are bad. But, you know, in the end, the only way to figure out how to make things better is to talk and listen and somehow compromise and the media right now is just not doing that. I mean, here they're trying, but the problem is, is that the reporters are staying in their offices and doing phone calls. They're not going out. They're talking to people over the phone, or they're talking to people secondhand or thirdhand, and that's just not the thing. The, the thing you don't really know, you don't really have a feel for it unless you get out and experience it firsthand. What happens when you do talk to people, when you do bridge that gap, you find that people are actually trying to be friendly. They're trying to figure it out. Everybody's suffering from the same thing. And it's a lack of interaction. It's a lack of 
communication and it's a lack of sharing something that I don't know what the word for. I don't think we have a word for it, but when you're with someone fairly close, a few feet apart, it's a lot different. It's like a whole body experience where you feel their emotions, they feel your emotions, and there's kind of a coming together. That's what human beings do. That's, I mean, not just human beings, but animals as well. A sharing of time and space and trying to understand the other. You know, I don't think, also I don't think we have a word for when you meet somebody and you think you're going to have a bad experience, you think that they're so different that you're going to end up arguing and fighting and instead you end up having a nice conversation, you end up liking each other. That's a strange experience and it's happening almost every time where I feel like maybe I'm the one who's prejudiced, maybe I'm the one who's ignorant, maybe I'm the one. It's not that I agree with what they're saying, I still don't. I, I don't think I've convinced them of anything and they haven't convinced me of anything. We still have big differences, but we don't hate each other at the end. We don't hate, we end up liking each other and, you know, every time, not every time, but most of the time, we shake hands at the end, even though that's dangerous. It's dangerous to even talk to me. I'm driving around. I could be, you know, spreading the virus asymptomatically, not knowing. And they know that, and I know that, and they don't care. They're still willing to take that risk and talk to me. That's a big thing. You know, I was in Livingston and Bozeman yesterday talking to friends. And, you know, people in the towns, the city, small cities, they're wearing masks, they're worried, they're uptight, they're suspicious. And compare that to a small town out in the country, people aren't wearing masks. They don't, they don't wear masks in the grocery store. They eat inside restaurants without wearing, you know, inside, not outside. And there's just not the level of fear or anxiety or trepidation that there is in the cities or small cities. And, you know, for good reasons that they, the numbers of people who've contracted the virus, the numbers of people who've died from the virus in Montana and Wyoming are relatively small. I don't know how many, but it's, you know, shockingly few compared to what's happening in the more populated urban areas. So they're not wor as worried about it, and they see it as a tactic. They see the virus as something the Democrats have made into this terrible situation in order to win the election, um, which I don't believe, but there is quite a bit of difference in the way people are responding to the virus. And out in the countryside, they have, instead of being afraid, they've adopted a position of being brave and accepting what comes. Even if it means dying, they have a more, they are braver when facing death, I think, out here.
than in the cities where death is just a terrible thing, always to be avoided and denied, perhaps repressed. And in the country, I think that they are more willing to accept that it's a fact and that it comes to all of us. And they see their strength as, as sticking together and helping each other out. That's what I've been told. And perhaps it's true, more than in the cities where people are I think more isolated and more alone and more afraid. It's just not like that out here in the country. I don't I don't agree with them. I don't understand why they can support Donald Trump who seems morally and ethically corrupt to me. But people love him here because he says what's in their minds. He says what I'm thinking. These are the things I hear from them. Uh, I think it's Osprey. I see Osprey flying over the river. Just lit under the wing because the sun's so low, just coming up. So the underside's all lit up. I can see it. Oh, it's very nice. What I'm learning or what I'm feeling is is that people really don't like hating each other. I've heard from three or four people that it just takes too much energy. It takes too much energy to hate and to be afraid all the time. They're tired of it. We're all, I think we're all tired of it, but we don't get an opportunity to experience anything else because we're isolated in our homes, we're isolated with our friends and family inside our own bubbles, and we don't have any experience with the other, other people. This morning I met a cop, a sheriff, a deputy sheriff who came by where I'm sleeping here next to the river, a young guy, he's maybe only like 22 years old, and he was so nice. He didn't give me a hard time. I'm not really supposed to be camping here. I mean, it's not an official campground, but he said I, that he didn't care. Um, just wanted it. I think he ran my plates to see if I had any warrants. Didn't say that, but I, he was doing something on his computer while we were talking. I think he was checking. But he was very friendly. And none of the steroid or testosterone feel you get with often I get I sense with city cops at least where I am in Salt Lake City it seems like a lot of the cops are taking steroids or there's just too much testosterone and the people they're men who really want to fight they want to fight they want to be aggressive they want to be dominant and this kid was nothing like that he was much more like Andy Griffith on the TV show Andy and Mayberry. Yeah, so I think I was wrong. And I'm starting to think that maybe I'm guilty of the same things that I was accusing the others of. In the sense that I was speaking out of ignorance. Speaking from a position of just watching and listening and reading the news. And it's not accurate. That's really not 
it's true that people are very, very much support Trump and they can't be swayed. I asked them, aren't you afraid that at some point Trump's going to do something where you just can't tolerate it anymore and he's going to let you down? And all this support and confidence you've given him, you're going to regret. And every one of them says, no, it's not going to happen. I think partly because it's not so much that they like Trump, although they do appreciate his humor and his delivery style, I think, just his directness and his energy. The main thing is that they really dislike liberals. They really think that liberals in that side is all bad and that it's ruining America and they want to destroy America. And so basically anything to take down or to take power away from liberals, they support. And if it's Trump, if Trump's doing it, they'll support Trump. Not so much because they like him or they think he's a good man. They don't think he's necessarily a good man. But it's just that he is against liberals. Marxists, socialists, rioters, Antifa. These people in their minds are very bad and they're afraid it's going to come here. They're afraid it's going to happen here. And they're afraid they're going to lose their country to people they think are evil and dirty. Like dirty people who are not Americans. They don't have American values or American beliefs. They're Marxists. They don't understand Marxism. Other than they think that it's socialists and Marxists, the main problem, what I'm hearing from this point of view, is that they don't want to work. Socialists and Marxists, they want money. They want to be given money for nothing. They want to sit at, sit at home and not do anything and get their checks in the mail that come from hardworking people like them, like the people out here in the country where... You know, people do work hard. You, you know, not that they don't in the cities, but, you know, out of here, it's like working on the land more. And they don't understand why people don't work. And it, it doesn't make sense just to not work, to not try to improve your situation any way you can, even if it means taking a lousy job for almost no money. They think that that's what people should do instead of sitting home. And they really are... I talked to a number of people who are upset about the government checks where $600 a week is more than what they were making at their jobs. That doesn't make any sense to these people. It just encourages people not to work, which is really annoying to most people out here in the country. And I say, it's like, from my experience, people want to work... They're happier, they're healthier if they're working. Everybody's like that. And if they could work, if they could have a job, it was a living with a living wage, they would take it. The problem is, is that many jobs aren't a living wage. You have to work 100 hours a week now, a minimum wage job to afford rent, a one-bedroom apartment. That's not a good economy. That's not a healthy economy. The economy's never been better, Trump says. I made it the best economy ever. Well, a lot of people can't afford a one-room apartment or have their teeth fixed. 
That's not a good economy. When people in America's teeth are rotting because they can't afford to go to a dentist, that's not a good economy. And I say that, and they just shake their heads and it's like, get a job. Go to work. Shut up and go to work. Stop complaining. Because that's what it's like in the country. I think there are tighter communities. I think they're tighter socially. There's small town governments, small town social programs, small town schools, small town police departments, sheriff's departments are doing better because people know each other, they're related to each other, they've grown up together. They put a lot of value on getting along and cooperating and making things work because they have to. That's all they have. They don't have I mean, they have support from the federal government, they have support from the state government, but they're doing it themselves and they know who's doing what. They see it. They talk about it. They know these, everybody. And so they have a tighter social community where in the cities it's like, it's not that common to have really tight groups of people. It's more people are at each other's throats more. I mean, I'm obviously, uh, anyway. So, I'm in this part, it's the beginning of the High Plains. I'm out of the mountains, out of the Rocky Mountains now, and at the beginning of the High Plains. The High Plains are okay, but it never really felt at home or comfortable on the Low Plains or anywhere east of there. So I feel like spending more time here, hanging out in the west, but that's, that's I need to keep going. I'd like to thank everybody. I'd like to thank everybody who sent in donations. I've been receiving a lot of them the past week and I very much appreciate it. It helps a lot. I thought I was going to be able to sleep out and I have been, but it's getting cold and uh, I just wake up feeling really stiff in the morning. So I think I'm going to be staying in more hotels than what I said. Thanks a lot for donating and supporting this idea for stories. It just makes me feel like this is a good idea and I'm doing the right thing, which is a nice experience to have these days. I'm going to keep going. Thanks a lot for listening and uh, more soon, I hope.